Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Visitor's Guide to Springfield with me, Greg Bach, and you... Me, Tyler Benz. Exactly, where we watch The Simpsons with a super fan, Tyler, and a guy who's heard of the show, that's me. And this one is a very good episode, I must say. It is Season 1, Episode 2, Bart the Genius. And uh, Tyler, you want to give us a little uh, detail on that? Sure, I'll give you a couple of quick things. Uh, Bart the Genius aired January 14th of 1990. Uh, let's quick talk about uh, the chalkboard gag. Was uh, Bart was writing on the chalkboard, I will not waste chalk. Uh, exactly. And the couch, in the couch gag in this episode, Bart... Um, Homer sits down, Homer's the last to sit down, and Bart, on the other side of the couch, is flung up into the air and actually eventually lands on the, uh, during the final, like, TV credit scene. Mm -hmm. Um, This episode was written by uh, John Vitti Mm -hmm. and uh, was directed by, I believe, Sam Sam Simon. Um, So let's Directed by David Silverman. David Silverman. And something about uh, John Vitti to, to talk about is that he went on from The Simpsons, he went on to King of the Hill... Also wrote for the critic, but he wrote uh, Ice Age, and this, and he was one of the Simpsons movie writer. But he is currently right now writing the Angry Birds movie. Wow! Yeah, they're making a movie out of that game. John Vitti, Angry John, Bird. John Vitti, Angry Birds. Yeah, so one of the eleven writers to write the Simpsons movie. I didn't realize that many. <laughs> eleven. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense. You know. But so yeah, we watched the episode and uh, we want to talk to you about it. And here's what happens basically: is the show opens up and we are seeing Bart as being Bart, and he is spray painting on the wall a caricature of the uh, principal, Principal Skinner, Principal Skinner, and uh, and Martin Prince. I got that name right, yes. Martin Prince. He is uh, he is tattling basically on everyone in the schoolyard, and he tattles on uh, Bart and his friends, and Bart gets caught. And in the in between that and where we come to the point of the plot of the show is he has to take an aptitude test with all his schoolmates. And one of the things he has to do is he has to face his desk towards the window because apparently he's that much of a distraction. Well, what happens is Martin f- finishes his test first, gets to go outside and play. And in a matter of, you know... Oh, no, like, I can't even think, like, you know, it's like craziness that's happening. Bart gets a hold of Martin's paper, erases his name, puts his name on there, and gives the paper back to Mrs. Krabappel. And what happens is once he gets caught and he's in the principal's office for the spray painting, the parents come in, then a doctor comes in and basically says Bart is a genius and he's going to go to a new school for, for gifted children where you can do your assignments if you want or not. A Montessori-esque Exactly. School. Yeah, it probably doesn't have grades. It probably has, like, different animals as, as aptitude grades. Like, yeah. you, you got a dinosaur. Here's a monkey. Ooh. <laughs> oh, you got an alligator. Ooh. Got to work on that there. Uh, no more gators. Brittany. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, the, and what happens is, is you know, he he is out of place in the school. He it doesn't take long for them to realize he's not a genius, uh, but that doesn't stop him from trying to get some culture where they all the family all ends up going to the opera. Which opera did they go see? Um, it was Carmen. Carmen. Uh, and but and Bart really is enjoying this. Yes. Um, this trip to this fancy new school because Homer is showing him more attention. Yes. And he's really living it up, enjoying time with his dad, and he loves that. Yeah, you see the first thing happen is he offers his son a tie, and then when they get to the school, he once again offers him the tie, and he ties, he, it's a clip-on tie. <laughs> he's, and he says, he says, let me show you how to put that on, and he, it's a clip-on tie. 
And I thought it was really was really endearing. It was funny because you laughed at this really hard, and I thought it was very endearing. But Homer puts the tie. <laughs> you see, Tyler is doesn't have feelings inside. He doesn't feel joy and love. But he but but Homer puts the tie on on um, Bart and kisses him on the forehead. And there's a moment of silence there. It's this weird awkward moment, and Bart says, "You just kissed me." <laughs> And then, and that's what Homer goes. I, I know. I think that's okay. But I thought, I, I thought it was very sweet. And that is the opening of, of the way that they're interacting up until the very end of the episode, um, which ends in Bart confessing, and he doesn't want to tell his dad because he doesn't want the relationship to end. And what happens is through Bart's very extensive uh, monologue. Homer figures it out, and the episode ends with them, you know, ch- chasing chasing a very naked Bart around, by yeah. the way. We see Bart booty, which Bart was booty. very kind of, again, especially, yeah, booty, <laughs> Barty. Barty. It's, it's weird because it's, A, it's just weird because you're seeing a naked thing on television, and it's a child, and it's animated, and it's 1990. That had to be weird. And it's supposed to be yellow, but it's now green. He's green because he blew up, uh, blew up his class because he mixed acids with bases. <laughs> Which is the worst, it leads to dubstep. That's what happens when you make acid <laughs> and bases, it leads to dubstep. But uh, that's the basic plot of the, the episode, and it's really fun. I really liked it. Yeah. I really, really liked it. One of the things I noticed was uh, in, the, in, in, in the episode uh, 13, uh, we're not in order, by the way, uh, you see Lisa as a is a serious character, but in this episode you can see that she really enjoys the poop and fart humor that Bart and Homer do. Yeah. And I really like that because it's really, it's giving Lisa more depth. She's still a kid. She's still, yeah, exactly. She's still a kid. She's very, she herself is probably very smart. Yeah. And what I thought was very interesting is I always took Bart as the kid who you would always say you're not using your potential. Like he probably was a genius, Mm -hmm. but he's just a screw up and he just doesn't care. But I didn't realize that he was, probably taken after his old man, which is he's just kind of dim. Yeah, yeah. Actually, something that I wrote down while we were watching the episode is I, I love it when Lisa is laughing at them, um, at at the jokes that Homer and Bart are making at the opera. Um, I think anytime Lisa laughs and kind of breaks, it's it's always funny. And it, it's not... It's not that she's breaking, obviously, because there's a voice actor doing the thing. But yeah. anytime she laughs, she's really showing her, you know, her kidness. Yeah, exactly. Coming through. Um, I liked this episode quite a bit. Um, personally, as a teacher, someone who you know uh, spends their days teaching kids, I thought this was I thought this was a very very funny episode. Um, uh, th- first of all, this is a, uh, the first episode where we see Edna Krabappel. Uh, mm. Uh, voiced by oh gosh, Marsha Wallace is her Marcia name. Wallace. It is Marsha Wallace. I'm a dummy. Oh, oh no, not the a non-Simpson good fan. fan takes not out the Simpson fan. fan. Won't be the last time, players. Ooh, okay, well that's all right. So it's Marsha Wallace. Um, first time we see Edna Krabappel. I also thought that it was interesting that uh, Edna Krabappel's voice and the teacher at the smart school they had the same voice. Yeah. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. Yeah, they had the exact same voice. Marsha Wallace did both. Um, Rest in peace, Marsha. Yeah. Krabappel, awesome name for a teacher. Yeah, which I didn't realize was Crabapple. Yeah, definitely. That's where I get Simpsons dumb. Um, some 
Other funny things that we see in in the episode, uh, I like at the beginning, Maggie is writing with her blocks. E equals Equals MC squared. S-Q-U-A. Yeah. And then she smacks it away. Clearly, yeah. So clearly Maggie is the secret brains behind the family. Um, Which begs the question, is Marge like a genius? That would be a good question I'd ask. And maybe not a genius, but is she super smart? Because... I, you know, because Lisa seems like she's very smart. Yeah, Lisa is very smart. And if Maggie kind of gives the, if we give the, if we give the idea that Maggie is smart, maybe it comes from Marge. I think so, and I think the theme that kind of runs through the series is that the girls in the family are smart and the boys are dumb. Yeah, um, and maybe she gave up a life of of something to become. A, ho- a housewife. Marge gives up a lot. And okay. we find that later. Oh, well. out See, later I'm on. just figuring Marge things out. Marge is a very talented person, there, okay. and we'll find uh, more of that out later. I By also, the way, you cannot see the smile on Tyler's face. Oh, gosh, I'm gleaming. Yes, exactly. I shouldn't be because I didn't know Marsha Wallace, um, which was <laughs> stupid. Uh, something else that we see I thought was funny is... Uh, Homer's bo- uh, Scrabble board says oxidize. Yeah, he, yeah. It's like, what do I do with these words? These letters that spells out oxidize. And uh, Bart tries to play. What was the word? The do you word. What the word was quijibo, I believe. Quijibo. Yeah. Yes, and uh, yeah, it was. It. It. It's. It, I guess it's a word that a lot of fans know. Quijibo. Quijibo. And it's not a word. Later I'm on, put, I'm just putting it out there. Not an actual word. It's not a word. However, so, later on. You were telling me that I guess you looked it up. I looked it up, and it said it inspired. And I don't know how it inspired, but it inspired the person who created the Melissa macrovirus that happened that infected about 20% of the computers in the world. If uh, I, think in the, I think it happened in uh, 10 years ago or something. Yeah. But it, that, that, not good, Simpsons. Not good on that one. No bueno. No. Simpsonas. <laughs> no bueno, Pedro. Nice. <laughs> Callback. Or call forward. Call forward. Um, also, I really like that uh, Principal Skinner is uh, n- like clearly trying to get Bart to leave. Like, yeah. That that is his end and goal. Bart clearly wants to leave. Yeah. So they're like should be on the same team yeah. despite them hating each other. Uh, a couple of things I noticed, or actually I shouldn't say I noticed. The thing you noticed is that uh, Millhouse has black hair in this episode. Yeah, Millhouse has black hair and a bad attitude. Yeah, he's kind he's kind of meaner than Bart. He's like mean. He calls Bart Point Dexter, and that I, I'm sure you know a little bit about Millhouse. That eventually, like he becomes the big Bart's nerdy friend. Okay. Um, that's really what Millhouse ends up in the series is just because yeah, you can't because you can't really I mean I mean I know there's I know there's a character who's always mean there's a bully yeah there's uh, a couple bullies yeah and and Bart's got to have a best friend I'm sure that I'm sure that's what Millhouse turns into uh-huh. yeah yeah so yeah you gotta you gotta have the the smart Alec to the you know the the I don't want to say dope but he's you know he, he you know but Millhouse starts out yeah he's a mean. Banff. he's just he's a man. <laughs> Playing marbles and someone, yelling. <laughs> someone went to college. Yeah, come on now. Um, so yeah, Millhouse, black hair and and rude attitude. Yeah. Um, we also are introduced to a couple um, auxiliary characters, Doctor Pryor, mm-hmm. um, who is the kind of psychoanalyst in Bart's school. He's the he's the one that recommends Bart to the special school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're introduced to Mart- Martin. Um, Martin's not a you know a main character, but he certainly is 
uh, one of the characters that'll stick around for quite a while. Martin uh, Martin um, specifically is kind of interesting this, watching this episode. This is our first taste of Martin, and uh, his voice is what. Pretty much exactly the same. Okay. Um, I, and I know, I've noticed, you know, watching this first season again, um, how much, how different the voices yeah, are. Yeah, Homer's voice seems lower. Yeah. And almost like, like it's, it always sounds tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Martin's voice is pretty much exactly spot on. So. I really, I, jo- I enjoyed the portion with the test because as a kid who grew up with the Iowa basic test, I remember being very, very nervous taking those exams. And when he is... Uh, freaking out in the in the imagery of the train the station train. and the mm-hmm. math I actually became a little nervous because I remember those questions and not being able to answer them because <laughs> I am terrible at math <laughs> I do not belong in a gifted school unless it is about knowing the history of Metallica <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the gifted school. Oh, I thought you so, wanted to talk about Metallica because I can talk about Metallica uh, all day long. Um, no, let's talk about the gifted school. Uh, uh, so uh, Bart goes to the gifted school. They immediately, the kids at the school immediately find him out. Yeah, because um, he doesn't know what a paradox is. And as a teacher, I thought that was funny because kids will do that to each other. Is they'll immediately kind of sniff each other out and see like, okay, what's this kid's deal? You're a fake. Yeah, exactly. So um, they notice he's a he's a fake, and uh, no one wants to be friends with Bart. Bart Which is so sad. He starts to get lonely. Yeah, um, it, especially at school and. Which is strange because he's coming from a school where he's clearly very popular with the other kids. Um, One of the gags I noticed that kind of one of the nerdy uh, facts is uh, while they're reading or while they're eating at the lunch table, the smart kids, their lunch boxes are actually, um, they're scenes from... uh, they're, they're references rather to a uh, to a book written by one of the one of the chess grandmasters, Anatoly <laughs> Kaprov, um, and so like already we're like, geez, the writers of the show are, you know, clearly Harvard geniuses. Um, no, I think but, it was Brideshead Revisited. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, they're we're totally looking this up on Wikipedia. No, by but, the way, but that's that's something when like after reading about the episode, you're like, oh, geez, that's crazy. Yeah, like these people are throwing in really smart, mm-hmm. really clever jokes. Um, also, thought it was funny that uh, Bart. I, I read this after the fact. Um, so Bart's proposal to join Springfield Elementary again is essentially he wants to play dumb so he can study the dumb kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dr. Pryor says, oh, just like Jane Goodall <laughs> and the chimpanzees, um, which is funny for two reasons. First of all, um, Bart re- references Homer as being a dumb chimpanzee. He, he calls a quajibo a dumb North American ape. Bald balding ape, ape. Yeah. Um, so that was like a kind of a like a throwback, or it comes in full circle for him. But also, I read that uh, Jane Goodall saw that episode and wrote the program at saying thank you for raising awareness uh, she's so, to my study. She's so kind. And, and the and the writer of this episode, John Vitti, actually signed her book for her. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he autographed a copy of her book. <laughs> So, uh, Jane Goodall, Secret Simpsons fan. Wow. Who knew? Who now we do. Who knew? Um, couple, couple fun things, a couple fun quotes from the episode that we kind of see again. First of all, the uh, science lab scene where she's like, you know what happens when you mix 
acids and bases. Of course, of course I do. Of course I do. Boom. Yeah. That's a that's a kind of a classic gag that a lot of people will you know see and remember if they watch this episode before they listen to this. Also, the phrase "frosty chocolate milkshakes," which uh, just sounds good. Yeah. That's when we were watching it. You said, "Oh, that sounds good," yeah. um, but I thought, "Oh gosh, frosty chocolate milkshakes." I remember that line. Uh, that's like a classic <laughs> Simpsons line. See, he thinks Simpsons. I think food. That's where you're going to be getting it for the net, for for the duration of this <laughs> podcast. And I'm talking about the entire run. I also thought it was funny that Doctor Pryor's voice sounded sounds almost identical to Mister Burns. Well, I think at that point, you know, they're still finding voices. they're still finding voices, the and there's a probably only, you know, three or four people doing all the voices, so they're just really whatever. I mean, you don't realize until you really listen. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, my big question with this episode is how come Martin doesn't retake a test and go to the smart kid school? Martin never goes to that smart kid school. That's never figured out in the series because he's always at Springfield Elementary. You know why? Because Martin's too good of a kid, I think. You think so? I think Martin's too good. He just wants to he doesn't want go to, outside he and read under a tree. He doesn't want to <laughs> rock the boat. He doesn't want to get in anyone's way. He just figures, you know what, that was my shot. <laughs> and it was, you know, it would have been great, but, you know, the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Did you have a favorite joke from the episode? I think my favorite joke was uh, Einstein came up with a lot of colors before he invented the light bulb. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the reason why I love that joke is, one, it's just like there's just so many words. Yeah. And all of them are great. Mm -hmm. Like from uh, it just it was just beautiful and it's just delivered so wonderful. And it's and it's and it's at a point of just there. He's trying to comfort his son. Yeah. And he says it was he says it with such confidence. I love it when characters say dumb things with confidence and no one calls them on it. And that is Homer Simpson. Yeah. Um my I think my favorite joke was the you kissed me bit. Yeah. I think that is so that awkward moment. You kissed me. <laughs> I think it's sweet. Yeah, it was it's funny but in a sweet sort of way. Yeah. So, yeah, don't judge me. I'm not judging at all. Whatever. Um I thought it was interesting too is this is we go right into this this uh, second episode and we already see a very heavy focus on Bart. Mhm. Which I, is like I think the first couple seasons are really Bart heavy. Yeah, because at that point I mean I remember, you know, even though I didn't watch the Simpsons, I had like Simpsons folders and mm-hmm. stuff like and it was always Bart. It was, yeah. you know, don't have a cow and eat my shorts and stuff like that. Like he was clearly the star of the show mm-hmm. because on the Tracy Ullman show, I think even on the Tracy Ullman show, he was even worse of a child. Like mm-hmm. he uh so yeah, I just noticed how it went from the family introduction of Simpsons roasting on open fire to now it's just starring Bart. Yeah, it, the whole episode revolves around Bart, and it's strange how throughout the arc of the series we'll find that Homer takes the big, you know, the more main character mm-hmm. seat um, than Bart does. And uh, I, I think uh, I, I, I here's something. Do you remember the like wave of knockoff Simpsons merchandise? Um, I I remember in the nineteen in nineteen ninety and kind of you know the early nineties there was like a wave of unlicensed Simpsons memorabilia, which I'm sure is worth a million dollars. Yeah, and I I I don't know if I heard it somewhere, but I think Matt Groening might collect it. 
um, just because he thinks it's funny, yeah. uh, which would be which would be super funny in itself. Yeah. But um, there is a wave of unlicensed Simpsons memorabilia, people with like knockoff Bart Simpson T-shirts and things like that. But like, and, don't eat a cow, man. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Bart was all it was always Bart. Yeah. On this. Um, so this would be kind of like a classic example of don't eat a cow, man. Because I mean, the Simpsons really they they started the the marketing with that real quick. I remember the the, the like lunch boxes, folders, t shirts, mm-hmm. everything. And then mm-hmm. I don't know when mm-hmm. I don't know when do the Bartman came out, but I have to feel like it was fairly early into the show. I think it's season one. Yeah. The so Bartman. I mean, they really like it's just interesting to see how like before it became a juggernaut, mm-hmm. Fox really got behind it and said we are going to do this marketing. And mm-hmm. Matt Groening is kind of, in my opinion, sort of a George Lucas type, where he just said. Go ahead. Yep. You know, I'm just going to sit here and make money. And by make money, I mean print it in his home. Yep. Definitely. So, like, yeah, it just became inundated with that. Now it's so very specialized with the dog, with, uh, you know, figures and. Legos and you own a Lego Simpsons. I do, I do, and I want the I want the Quickie Mart so much. Okay, well, uh, folks, we're gonna start an Indiegogo someday. campaign. Indiegogo uh, dot Tyler's Addiction dot com. <laughs> um, other than that, I think this is a really solid season one episode. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm wondering if any of the listeners or listener is going to be thinking, when is Greg gonna hate an episode? And I don't know. I mean, so far it's been fun. And right. It's solid. And I think because it's the beginning and it's solid writing and it's you know they're really getting all the ideas out there and there's still a ton of originality or a ton of things to deal with. Um, so which. Personally, it's kind of strange because I think a lot of Simpsons super fans will tell you that season one is not good. Well, I think most any super fan I talk to generally says season four is when it starts to become amazing, mm-hmm. and then and then depending on who you talk to, some will say nine, some will say ten, some will mm-hmm. say eleven. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts to drop off. But you know, that's that's for another that's for another episode, another talk with. Uh, with the guest stars because I, I'm definitely have some questions for them uh, on that, and maybe we can even talk a, an episode about uh, the inner workings of the super fans and their attitude towards the show. Because I think for me, as you know, one of the things I said to Tyler when when I suggested doing the show was I want to talk about the the opinion of the show by the fans, which is very 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 contentious. And very interesting to me. But we'll talk about that another time. That could be a nine-hour discussion. Oh, but geez. we will discuss that probably with... That'd be the, a fist fight in itself. <laughs> ...with the guest stars. And we will... We encourage you guys to get on our Tumblr page, which is springfieldvisitorsguide.tumblr. I got this. All right, seriously. <laughs> Let it go, Father. Don't kiss me. Okay. Uh, yeah, go to springfieldvisitorsguide.tumblr.com. I will destroy you, Tyler. <laughs> and and leave some comments. Leave uh, your favorite quotes. Tell us your favorite episodes. If there's stuff that we missed, tell us. Uh, if there's stuff that we got wrong, be nice and tell us because we're having fun and you don't need to get mean about it. Don't be an early millhouse, alright? Don't be an early millhouse. Yes, yeah, point Dexter. Uh, you can catch this episode on Stitcher. You can catch this episode on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Although, if you're listening, you've probably done that already, but if you want to go to one of the two, that's where we're at. It'll also be on their Tumblr page. Uh, yes, they'll be. also be on the Tumblr page. And we're just going to be having more fun. And we really would love to hear from you. 
Uh, yeah, it's this was a good episode, Tyler. Yeah, I think so, Greg. High five. Bye, everybody. See ya.